You are listening to Stream, the South African mental health and business podcast where we have conversations about navigating through struggles, achieving success, and people's secrets to reaching optimal performance. Now, today's episode, I'm going to be talking about becoming the face of your business. So, in other words, building a personal brand, the good, the bad, the ugly, you name it. Um, I'm going to try not give my personal opinion um, on this topic. You might pick it up as I go through the benefits and the challenges. And the reason why I say that is because it's such a personal preference. It's dependent on your personality, your vision for your business, and where you would like to go. And yeah. So I'm going to try and keep this neutral and not skew the conversation. I also did a little bit of research just to see what sort of other people's opinions are out there. Um, So I'll bring that in to the conversation as well. Now, before I get into that, my personal experience with being the face of a business started in 2015 when one of my best friends and I started Wellness in the City. So uh, my business partner, Nicole, and I, it was during the time that I was still running my PR agency, and one of the big clients that we were working on was Cotton On Group, the retailer, and I was having a call early hours of the morning with the team in Australia for the Cotton On Body brand specifically, And they were talking about their campaigns that they were running in Oz and wanting us to implement a similar strategy in South Africa. And in the conversation came up, who are your South African big wellness influencers? Now, you need to just take yourself back to 2015. And at that time, there was no such thing in South Africa. The only sort of influencer that kind of existed was those fashion forward bloggers who had blogs and who dabbled in a bit of social media not even that big so the terrain was very very different back then and that's when it sort of came to me that what is a wellness influencer and I started discovering these discovering these amazing Australian influencers also I hate the influence the word influencer just as much as I'm sure you do um but that was yeah that just the only way to describe it and I love the content that they were putting out there being a fitness and wellness enthusiast myself I thought this was such a awesome sort of media platform and way to get educated but from a regular consumer not necessarily from a nutritionist or someone who specialized in the field. So anyways, cut a long story short, I was chatting to Nicole um and we were we we'd often go to the gym together and back then I was purely just a runner. And Nicole would instruct me at the gym what to do for strength training. And so much so that she once got called out from, by the Virgin Active um, manager to say that um, he, he can see that she's a personal trainer and she needs to stop what she's doing because it's not allowed. <laughs> so anyways, the two of us spent a lot of time together and um, I started speaking to her about this opportunity and this 
that in Cape Town especially we didn't have a website or a place to go that you could find out where all the boxing places are in Cape Town where all the yoga studios um, interesting and new fitness trends and places that had popped up like where to go um, so that is where we decided let's start our own website and let's make it um, focused on fitness beauty and health and little did we know at the time we were opening up doors to becoming a so-called influencers which like I say wasn't a thing back then in in South Africa at least and also we were doing it out of this passion and love that we didn't realize that we were going to be these targets for PR companies and brands to send us a whole bunch of stuff to review. So you can just imagine to, what were we, 26, 27 year olds and super like when we got free, gifted free products and stuff, it was like, it was amazing at the time. And slowly but surely, we really quickly grew our social media platforms and the website's um, traffic, oh, I want to say overnight, but it grew really, really quickly because it was quite unique back then. So before we knew it, we were in a position where we launched this business, but we were the faces of it. Now, Nick's being a um, professional model, um, if you have not come across our wellness at wellness underscore city social media account before um or if you are familiar with us you will know that nicole is absolutely gorgeous like victoria secret model stuck in cape town and so for her being in front of the camera was very natural she struggled with other sort of aspects of the business um or, or found other aspects more challenging whereas i found being in front of the camera and posing very challenging um but with her by my side we made a made a killer team and before we knew it we were doing really well with getting brand sponsors on board adidas was a sponsor from really really um early on we were one of the first um so-called influencers that they had partnered with back then um and we were amongst rugby players and athletes so we were loving this new venture of getting literally free things getting professional beauty treatments done amazing athlete leisure gear wellness products delivered weekly um inundated in our inbox so all in all it was fantastic and there was a lot of opportunity to actually expand the business and grow further should we want if we wanted to you know launch a product with underneath our name etc but it's very quickly, we say very quickly, but I lie, um, five years in and it always just being like a passion on the side that we dabbled with when we sort of had energy and capacity to, we had a discussion where, where we'd go next. And one of the big things we didn't feel comfortable with anymore, especially as next was starting a family, having kids and we were getting older, we just really didn't want to be in front of the camera. We didn't want to run a business where we had to be the face. We had to show up, literally. Um, and so that's when we put things on pause. And this is where I'm going to start with. And, and, and basically life got in the way and we focused on other things and we remain really good friends. And, you know, Wellness in the City might in the future pick up and we might use our platform for something within our within the wellness space and, and, and to follow our pursuit and passions for, for health and fitness. 
But let me get to, okay, let me start with the benefits before I go on to sort of the the so-called challenges that I've identified. So again, this is from my personal experience. So one of the benefits is authentic connection. So when building a personal brand, it allows you to connect with your audience on a more personal and authentic level. People tend to trust and engage with real individuals rather than faceless corporations. So we've seen this and you've definitely seen it. So even in our friendship crowds, there are a lot of influencers out there. Now, also just to say, being the face of your business, you can have products from the get-go and be the face of it. Or I'm just referring to influencers because that's where a lot of my sort of experience comes from. Um, but it is obviously quite broad in, in how you can be the face of your business. But if you look at influencers these days and their massive followings, and sometimes in our friendship crowds, we're like, why is that person doing this? Why are they sharing that? Or what are they thinking? Oh my gosh, they're so young. They're going to regret that one day. And they still come up in conversation. So although there's so much judgment around these influencers, they're doing a pretty good job in getting brand awareness and people are still following them whether they like them or not. Um, in fact, you'll find the people that bitch and moan about influencers the most are the ones who daily consume influencer content. So anyways, on that's on the one hand, but the authentic connection is something that's quite a strong aspect that you can gain when you are the face of the, the business. So credibility, if you have expertise in your f- field, showcasing your skills and knowledge can establish you as an authority in your niche and enhance your credibility. So this is also very beneficial, of course, if you're in the service-based industry, if you're a nutritionist or a mental health expert and you are the face, it really can help, again, tie in with the first point, which was authentic connection um, and making your audience more familiar with you, your personality, how you work before they sort of book your services. That's very, very beneficial. Um, And then also it helps with credibility. Then unique selling points. So your personality and your personal story can serve as a unique selling point, setting you apart from competitors and making your brand more memorable. So that's another way that you can become, build your brand quite quickly um, and bringing in your unique selling point. Um, It's proven that you can get stronger engagement. So people tend to engage more with personal brands on social media, leading to increased reach and visibility. Um, If you just think about it, how popular is reality TV? (laughs) Remember the days of Big Brother. Um, it's just people tend to, like I also said, hate it or love it. They'll still follow you when you are very vulnerable and raw and sharing. Um, you can have boundaries, of course, but those accounts online who just tend to share absolutely everything are the ones who are getting such strong engagement because they're people that are sitting behind their phones, they're wanting that engagement, they're wanting that interaction with people who are being raw and authentic and sharing stories that they can relate to. And where else do they get that aside from their friendship group? Um, But even in your friendship group, you know, there can be topics that are not spoken about or that your friends might not be comfortable with. That depends on your friendship group. Like now that I'm saying that out loud, I definitely don't engage with anyone on social media and DMs more than I do with my friends. But I'm very fortunate that I've got such a woke uh, friendship group of women who are 
incredibly inspiring and wanting to be better people. So I learn a lot from them. Anyways, I digress. Then um, another perk is there are endless opportunities to pivot. So if you are the face of your business, you can literally build a loyal audience. And if you launch a product or a service within the niche that you've become like known for, you can do incredibly well. You can also partner up with existing brands, corporate brands or local, you know, startups and help be the marketer um, and they produce the product and you put your name on it. There's a lot of opportunity for collaboration. Um, Yeah, I can go, go on with that. But in terms of business opportunities, there are a hell of a lot of perks of being the face of your business and I look if you just look at it in in sort of mass scale at celebrities uh, they've got this massive following this audience that they then tap into and they launch launch perfume they launch I mean alcohol brands how many celebs are doing that um, yeah there's so many opportunities that you can sort of tap into and then lastly flexibility so you have more creative and strategic control of your brand's image and message so that's very much of course at the beginning before you sort of maybe scale up and you have a whole entire team but there's a lot of flexibility when you are the face of your brand okay so let's go on to challenges so number one over reliance The success of business can become heavily reliant on your personal image, making it challenging to delegate and scale. So something that I kind of, not wish, but that we, because I absolutely love the the years that we ran uh, Wellness in the City, but something that we didn't consider at the very beginning was that because we were the face, that the business would be, it will be very hard for it to operate on its own without us. So I would have done things differently, maybe had more of a community of people that were sort of experts within different fields. And you could look at creating a media platform that is similar to a magazine like a woman's health or in America, well and good. And they then further on went to launch products and you can launch services under that. So anyways, just have the long-term vision of remembering that there'll be an over-reliance on you. So for me, where I am in my life, um, even with stream, let's put it that way, I have to often be the face of interviews and that's not my long-term vision. Uh, the older I get, the more I want to be behind the scenes. I absolutely loved my career in PR for over a decade where I put other people in the spotlight. That's where I feel more comfortable in creating the stories, creating the angles and being behind the scenes. So if you have a sort of resistance to being the face of a product, just know that that might be something that's like a, that becomes even stronger as you grow your business. So have room for it to pivot that you are not just the face of the business, that it can be successful without you showing up. Then another challenge is privacy. So building a brand often means sharing personal details. This can blur the lines between your personal and professional life, leading to privacy concerns. So that's just something that's something that I pick up 
the um, yeah, I don't want to say I don't want to like mention any names or upset anyone by saying this, but something that I'm just very cautious of is having your kids' lives on social media. And when I was younger, I had a very different opinion. When I was in my twenties and when we did Wellness in the City, there were things that we shared, not even realizing we're sharing, you know, maybe photos or videos or of where we're living. Um, all kinds of things that can be quite a yeah, quite a concern because the there's sick people out there and the bigger you grow, the more of a con yeah, a risk you are taking with your own safety. I'm not saying anything can go wrong, but so quickly you're sharing so much on social media, um, including your kids' lives, that one just has to be very cautious as to what you're sharing on social media. Because even with my personal account, which has over whatever, 2,000 followers, I can't tell you every single person that follows me. You think you've got a private account and you're vetoing who's following you. But there's no ways you can keep tabs and there's also no ways that you can trust every single person. So anyways, that's just my dampener of a forewarning when you are the face of your business from a privacy aspect. Then vulnerability. So you become vulnerable to public opinions and criticism, which can impact your mental health and well-being. This is huge. Um, as I say, people love reality TV and the more and more you share online, the more comfortable you become, the more you forget that there are different types of people on the other end of the camera watching you. And there are some fucked up people out there that are just so quick, uh, to shame, to critique and to send you DMs that are quite nasty and can hurt your feelings. So, with the sharing and vulnerability, you really have to be have a thick skin. And so you need to think in advance. I mean, this is just my PR um, crisis comms brain thinking. But you have to have strict boundaries from the get-go of what you're sharing, what you're not sharing. And when you are giving something, um, giving an opinion, giving advice, even if you specialize in a field and it's service-based or if you're not and you're an influencer and you're just <laughs> reviewing a product, you need to just be cautious that there's always going to be someone that loves it, hates it, and you're going to get messages. So that's going to form part of your business. And the bigger you grow, the stronger the love for you is going to grow, but also the stronger the critique and the nasty messages. Then time consuming. So maintaining maintaining a personal brand is time consuming. So although we said one of the perks is flexibility, it can be very time consuming being the face of your brand. You'll need to be active on sort of um, showing up. If you don't have a team, you're going to be operating your social media, creating your content. You're also struggling to switch off because you're constantly thinking about all the different aspects of your business and content creation and you being the face is a huge part of it. So switching off and stepping away from that is really hard. Transcendent challenges. If you ever wish to sell the business or shift your role, transitioning can be difficult as the business is closely associated with your personal brand. So that's something that I jotted down and I mentioned now a little bit earlier is when you are creating a brand and in the future, you know, you start a business with so much passion and drive and often at the beginning, it can be exciting to be the face of a business because you get a lot of compliments and you get a lot of, you know, I mean, I suppose it's the same with with someone that with with the feedback that you get if you become a celebrity. 
is there's a lot of like positivity and encouragement around that but that can quickly fade and you yeah you need to think basically of the long term and if you are always when you are in your when you're having it if you don't have a child yet whether when you're having a child are you going to be happy to be showing up to be there to have this online audience and to constantly give 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 um it also takes away and sorry and are you happy to do that in your 40s in your 50s i'm not saying you have to obviously think of any business that long term but it is just nice to know that all the effort and the hours that is going to go into social media that you're building a brand is it going to be possible for longevity to keep that brand going or and to sell it or to have someone else step in anyways that's that's up to you and what you wanting for your future there's something else i was going to say now but i completely forgot anyway okay reputation management again my pr crisis comes brain coming in yeah i think i'm i've done myself also maybe a disservice maybe a benefit in seeing how things can go horribly wrong when it comes to publicity for individuals and for brands but yeah reputation management is key a key challenge your reputation is closely tied to the business and making reputation management critical and often challenging task so the buzzword that everyone speaks about is you can get cancelled so basically you can very quickly um release just even an instagram story or a post or a video whatever it may be that can very quickly backfire and put you in a negative light and you can, it can actually make you more well known but at the same time tie a certain reputation to you and your brand whereas if you're behind the scenes you can go on day to day without that being such a personal attack then lastly audience burnout so constantly being in the spotlight can lead to audience burnout and eventually a decline in engagement so that's a, just the last thing that i want to do, reiterate is that it's all fun being in front of the camera when you're confident and things are going well and you're getting you know a positive response from audiences people relating loving your story and you having this personal connection with people that you don't even know but that can very quickly get to a point where the constant creation, because let's be honest, you have to be constantly creating to stand out within this cluttered market of so many people that are they, the face of their brand. And that can lead to burnout. And when that does, which most of the time, most businesses that I've worked with where they have been the face, they've gone through these phases of like completely cutting out social media and having a burnout phase. So that's very normal. But then what it also may lead to is a decline in engagement, um, a decline in sales, depending on yeah, or, or, of services or products. Um, so yeah, so that can be, that's just the last thing that I wanted to add as a, as a forewarning. But with that said, there are a lot of perks. There are a lot of like things that can be very beneficial in being the face of your business but then there are like any business there are challenges for me personally it will just boil down to your personality and what like some people would love to be famous some people won't and depending on who you are where you're at it's great to really know who you are and it's also really really important that you before you take on a venture where you are the face that you just have a long-term vision like I said would you be happy in your, your mid-30s having kids 
and having to always show up or in your 40s or 50s because even if you do you know get to a point where you have a team and you eventually have this like really successful business where you're still the face of it you can step back and you can still have people that are that are, for instance, posting on social media for you, creating your content for you, but you still need to show up. You are still the face that needs to be present. So that's just a reminder. So in summary, starting a business where you are the face offers unique opportunities for authenticity and strong connection with your audience, which we mentioned, but it also comes with challenges related to over-reliance, privacy, vulnerability, and time commitment. So basically, carefully planning and consideration of all these factors are essential um, for launching a successful business where you are the face. Hope you enjoyed the episode and stay tuned for some more solo episodes from me because I've got a hell of a lot more that I want to share. And if there's anything in particular that you're wanting me to share or interviews that you want me to have, please pop pop us a DM um, and have a great day. Over, over and out. Hey guys, it's me again. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please can you subscribe so that you are notified as soon as new episodes drop and share the stream podcast with your friends and family and co-workers who are just as inquisitive as you are about learning and improving their quality of life. And then lastly, if you want more mental health and business resources, inspo and podcast recommendations, just a reminder to subscribe to my monthly stream newsletter. No spam, just pure, positive value delivered straight to your inbox.